Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. And what started the first week of August... Now comes to a rousing conclusion. It is the Super Bowl edition of Cash the Ticket, presented by FanDuel. Rate, review, subscribe. Great to have you with us. We are going to cover all things from nostalgia to snack time to gambling to football. James Anthony Costa to my left. Vito the Value Cactus is here. Bandana tightly tied. We're ready to... That's definitely not... That's truth. New batteries and a new lease on life. We are ready to roll. Jim, this is it's a big episode. Yeah, and you, this, you, you sound very reflective. Like, I am, like, because I think about things in these terms. I remember you and I building this studio in the summer and just sitting down to do our first conference previews. Mm-hmm. What started the first week of August, it is now the middle of February. It has been a, a toboggan run, a luge, Ooh. if you will, of football every week and doing it every single week. Now we continue. We'll be doing basketball, hockey, golf, March Madness, but but football's different. Football's the oxygen. Yeah. So I am reflective that while I at this point in the season, I'm shot. I'm toast. Like football season murders me. I am a little bit melancholy about the last football game we will have until. Labor Day weekend. Uh-huh. Don't be selling me that preseason shit. <laughs> yeah, a little reflective on it, okay? Well, I thought you'd be, and you are, but I, excitement. We get to do the Super Bowl the right way, and we got two good teams. Yes. And I, I wanted to ask you, does this have a chance to go down as one of the all-timers? Yes, because I love the over. Okay. I hate to bury the lead. That's fine. I don't know how. I, we're not, we're not going to go hardcore football breakdown early, but like, I just don't know how either team stops the other. So you think it has a chance to be a haymakers, like last back year's and game. forth? Yeah. Minus the turf, which was slipping and sliding. Yeah, yeah. But, but think about it. You have star power. You have Mahomes on one side, better or worse, rooting for him or against him. You've yep. got Kelsey. You've got Shanahan and all the toys and the weapons. And what do you got? The infinity gauntlet of the uh, death lineup, as yeah, they call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you've got legacies on the line. I think this could go down as an all-time. Now, right? all-time Super Bowl does require something. It requires more than points. It requires late drama. Mm-hmm. Last year was epic because of the James Bradbury defensive holding, the, the, the late drama, the fumble six, the comeback. I thought last year was an all-time good Super Bowl. It's funny you say that. I went back and just did 30 years, basically my lifetime. Okay. And I put together my top five Super Bowls in that span. And I have some honorable mentions, but in the top five, I put last year's game. And I wondered if you were going to call me out and go, ah, it's recency bias. You can't. You got to let it breathe. 38-35. Two best teams all year. Elite QB play. Shot for shot. Both quarterbacks played outstanding. And big plays. Yeah. Shocking plays, Mm -hmm. including a Kadarius Tony contribution. The only knock would be a penalty or lack thereof loomed large. Fair. Maybe knock it. Anyway, let me just go through my top five. <clears throat> okay. My number five, I felt obligatory. Greatest show on turf wins with defense. A tackle on the one. Super Bowl 34, the year 2000. Do you remember the receiver's name who was tackled at the one? And do you remember who tackled him? Dyson was tackled. Kevin Dyson. Do you who? know where he went to school? No. Utah. What linebacker made the tackle? Dude, I, don't, I was like seven, eight years old. Mike Jones. Okay. 
I put it on there because it's a yard shy of what would have been at least an overtime or a two-point thrilling yep. drama yes. late. And you you have this great offense that wins, ironically, with a defensive play at I the end. I have no It's Steve issue. McNair on one side. No underrated issue. in the history of football is Steve McNair. Love it. So I put that fifth. Number four was Super Bowl 57. Last year's Super Bowl, we already touched on it. You had a double-digit comeback by Mahomes on a bum ankle. That's number four. Love it. Number three, the 2017 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 51, known as 28-3, to a comeback that gave us the first overtime in the history of the Super Bowl. I still can't believe it was real. And I had a friend in New York who, long story, is a Patriot fan. He had left the bar he was watching it at because they were getting destroyed. <laughs> Went back to his sad one-bedroom shoebox in the sky. <laughs> And then, as the comeback begins, gets dressed, runs back down the street, and returns to the bar he was at for overtime. I watched the entire thing on the couch in stunned disbelief at Kyle Shanahan barfing all over himself. I, I still can't believe that game. Absolutely should be on the list. Top three is where I have it? I have no problem with it. Okay, my number two involves your team. Super Bowl forty-two. 2008, the Giants beat the Patriots and ruined their perfect season. David Tyree, Plaxico Burris. That's the second greatest Super Bowl in my lifetime. I was at Mardi Gras and watched a Super Bowl party in New Orleans that was basically they cut the room in half. You had Patriot fans and Giant fans, and it was an unbelievable football game. And Did I you think your team could win that game? No. Because that's a that's a buzzsaw. That's no. Brady at his best. We Randy Moss. Them. We played them the last week of the season. It was either Sunday night or Monday night football. Patriots were going for, for 16-0. and And the Giants were already going to be in the playoffs, but they had a, a big players meeting. And we're going to play. Like, <laughs> we're going to play this game. We, we are not going to have them come into our house, and we're not going to lay down. It was a shootout. If you look up the finale in that year, it was... An absolute war between these two teams. But you got the sense it didn't matter what the Giants did. Holy shit, 38-35. Yeah, it was a war. But we were never going to be able to be ahead in that game. We were never going to be able to be better than them. We just couldn't stop them. So the idea that you would face them five, six weeks later, and it would be a 17-14 defensive <laughs> bloodbath, it really came back to the Giants and the eight guys in that defensive line room tormenting Tom Brady. All night long. And then, yeah, the David Tyree play, the bubble gum on the helmet mm -hmm. play. Yeah, I, for me, obviously, it holds That's a your special number one, place. right? No, 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 because I, I, I love some of your other selections for even more drama. I think it was the idea of upstart giants who were 7-7 seven and seven at one point in that season You're right. against the greatest team ever assembled and a rematch of this end-of-season... There's, there was a story there. So, no. I, but I I think your number one is actually spot on. And you missed one, which was the Larry Fitzgerald, I didn't know he could run that fast, 80-yard <laughs> touchdown. The greatest Super Bowl in my lifetime, and I would argue ever, is the 2009 Super Bowl. Super Bowl 43, Steelers over Cardinals, 27-23. You had James Harrison's pick six, Antonio Holmes game winner, both teams took the lead in the fourth quarter. None of this, well, they could tie. You know, you had to score to win, and they both did. Steelers get it last. <clears throat> you had the Harrison pick six. Yeah. You had Santonio Holmes with the toe tap. You mm -hmm. had Larry Fitzgerald on the 80-yarder. Yep. You had the Kurt Warner redemption tour. Yep. After he bombed out of New York as Arizona Eli's Arizona as, as a franchise had never yes. been there. I, I, that game, I remember distinctly being at a Super Bowl party, watching that game, and it was just hooting, hollering, and it was a safe space. Yeah. You, there, no, you know, like Lions fans, how, how do you hate the Steelers or Cards? It's it, it doesn't matter. It was awesome. I was in high school at the time, and it was a bunch of we, like, football guys. We're all at one of the guys' houses. It's still one of the best Super Bowl parties I've been through because you're right. The game was good. The food was good. Everybody was having a good time. Yep. The, now, the game that didn't make your list, and I'm not mad about it because you weren't born. But it'll be the number one Super Bowl for me forever. What is it? 1990. Oh. Tampa Bay at the old Sombrero. Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. And it was Giants, Bills, and it was a good Giants team. 
but it was a great Bills team. Isn't that the game, like Belichick's game plan is in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. It was Scott Norwood, wide right. It was the Giants going on like a 12-minute drive, keeping the Bills and Jim Kelly and Andre Reid and Thurman Thomas off the field. Yep. Otis Anderson in the latest stages of his career. And it was just this complete battle of styles. The Bills were in the fun and gun, uh-huh. no huddle, zippity doo dah all over the place. The Giants, it was kind of the last remnants of the 86, eight, you know, 87 was the strike year, but the Giants were really good in that five-year frame. And this was kind of like the end of it all. And it was the story of Jeff Hostetler. Phil Sims got hurt like week 13 against the Bills, broke his ankle. You have this mustached backup in Jeff Hostetler from the mountains of West Virginia leading the Giants. And they, remember, they had gone into San Francisco. The Giants were never supposed to win that game. They were 10-point underdogs against Joe Montana and the Niners. And they kicked five field goals to win 15-13. to 13. And Roger Craig fumbled late to give the Giants the ball. Nobody really gave the Giants a chance. It's kind of a theme in all of their Super Bowl runs. Yeah, and it was just an unbelievable game where you're at the end of it. Now, I got kicked out of the living room early in that game because I was... She sent you to, like, another room? Yeah, I was was nine. I was criticizing the Giants too much for him. It (laughs) foreshadowed a radio career to happen. My dad kicked me out of the living room. This is incredible. And I was put in the back room. (laughs) So we grew up in a very small house in, in, in upstate New York. Hey, talk about humble beginnings. But the back room was like a, it was half the size of this room. It was enough room for a recliner, a small tube TV on a little TV stand, and it had a couple windows. So I got kicked out to the back room. Solitary confinement. I was not allowed in. Halftime, I was allowed to come in for snacks, and then I was jettisoned back. He goes, if you're going to complain and you're going to be negative, you're not watching the game with the family. And, of course, I had opinions on first down play calls and the like. <laughs> what a terrible kid. But for the fourth quarter. You must have been the worst. For the fourth quarter, I was allowed back in. And I watched that game sitting on the floor in the living room right next to my father. And then both of us are basically on our knees as Scott Norwood takes the kick. Yep. And he misses it. And you know you're winning the Super Bowl. Magical as a nine-year-old kid. So that will always be number one for me. But okay. your selections... Are, I could not possibly argue with. So the ones that I left out, and we'll just hit them real quick. Again, in the last 30 years, I left out Eagles, Patriots, 1,000 yards of offense most in Super Bowl history. Mm-hmm. I left off the Malcolm Butler interception at the very end on the goal line. Yeah, now see, that's a... Mm. I felt bad. At that. That's one you could argue should be in the top five. If I had to put... If I had to put one on and take one off... You kick out the greatest show on turf, the one yard... Where you kick out last year? I'm thinking. See, top fives can only you can have five. You can't put six. I'm thinking. That's how they work. You're right. I numbers. You know what it tells you? That we've complained about the Super Bowl a lot. There have been more good Super Bowls than we give credit. Well, for. there was a stretch in what the the early 90s. to mid '90s that oh, were terrible, awful. I did include one from the '90s, '98, in the honorable mentions. This one's for John. Broncos first Super Bowl, you get Favre, Elway. Yeah. No. Mm. Okay. Mm. I also had Brady Belichick are born the 2002 Super Bowl, the greatest show on turf falls to the upstarts, and it was, I believe, the second largest upset in Super Bowl history behind only the Namath game. It is. And look, that from a historical importance, man, did that start everything dynasty we had ever seen. Yeah. Jim, you know the that's why top tens are created. I think you've encapsulated <laughs> outside of the 1990. You've encapsulated the t- the the 10 right Yeah, right right around 10. Yeah. Really nice job. And do you that. think this has a chance to be a top 10 Super Bowl? I, I do based on first of all you get Patrick Mahomes. You get a storyline which is Brock Purdy, Mahomes, couldn't be more different. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. You get the two best teams. You get Really, the chance for offensive fireworks, which I think is important. They are, if you're a football nerd, two of the most fun, creative offenses. Don't do it the same way. Right. But very creative offenses. Backdrop of Taylor Swift. Yep. Backdrop of Las Vegas. Yeah. I, yes. It's got the potential. So, 48-3 to and it's a dud. But no, I, I do think it has potential. Yes. 
The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time's an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. Flash deals under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt. It stands out. Red fire emoji. Cheapest seat 115 bucks, and that's all in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used Game Time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom. You click in. Easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use that code Cash for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code. Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mention food. Food has been a theme at some Super Bowl parties. Big time. You have a list. Top 25 Super Bowl foods. It's our delivery. Ranked. Ranked. So this isn't a top five. You've got enough room for everybody. Delivery of the week brought to you by Hungry Howie's Flavor Crust Pizza, the official pizza of Cash the Ticket. All right, what are we working with? So some of these I don't think will ever be made. So what I want to do is I need your general approval. Mm -hmm. I will offer you tips if I've made these or I have an opinion from a culinary standpoint. But you just need to tell me if if there's any egregiously misranked things. This will be good. Okay? So at 25, this has an asterisk. It, it's a new trend. I have read in this piece, it is a TikTok thing. Oh. I don't have TikTok. It's called the Snack Stadium. Have you seen oh, this? Oh, yeah. Is this where people put the, stack, the snacks in like it's like an art? Yes, that. So the outside walls. I think that's walls been around longer this, than TikTok. Well, look, I can only go on what I'm reading, but the outside walls are sub pieces. Yeah. Then there's like bins for chips that make up the stands and the players. Yeah, it are looks like a football eggs. stadium, but look, it's all edible. I understand that exists. I just don't think anybody in their right mind is making that for a party. Think about it. You're gonna slave away to make this beautiful. It's gonna get torn to pieces. And your structural integrity exactly. issues. You pull a sandwich piece out, it's Jenga, and the whole thing falls apart. Number 24, for a lighter option, the fruit tray. Okay. Now, I will tell you it's sneaky because fruit dips are incredible. Sure. You ever dip the apples in the peanut butter dip or the caramel dip? Or they have a strawberry dip you can make with, with, with like, uh, a whipped cream? Okay, I'm smiling because I... Have you seen... It's a commercial. We watch enough commercials during these games. The sour cream commercial... 
where they're dipping strawberries in. The, does anybody actually do that in sour cream? In sour cream, they show no, it like that's... this woman is like, hey, like, like it's, it looks like it would be whipped cream, but it is a sour cream commercial, and she's dipping her strawberries in sour cream. No, she's that's... also adding sour cream to her like red sauce on the stove, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's just asshole. I, I know, no. I know, but. I'm like, are they trying to get a rise out of me? Like, they want social media response? Or is this what people actually do? No, it's a lot like uh, Will Levis. Like, who actually puts mayonnaise in their coffee? Yeah, that was for attention. I mean, Will Levis did it, but I don't know why still. Uh, oh, but no, fruit dips. Okay. I'm, in on, the, I'm okay. in on the fruit truck. I got no issue. I think it's underrated, and it's a sweet to the savory. Number 23, they are calling this anything football-shaped. Whether it's football-shaped cookies. Little potato skins. Shaped potato skins, pretzels. A football-shaped Themed item for your party at number 23. Feels low. Okay. Number 22, they're terming it the sad veggie platter. Yeah. I would not put this on there. Yeah, it shouldn't be on the list. But it's, it is one of those, like, if you feel like you have to bring something and you can't cook, you bring the sad veggie but tray. But you're telling your guests that you don't care and you didn't No, someone prepare. else brings this. The host shouldn't buy the veggie tray. Right, someone but else you're brings the guest it. who put no effort in. I think it's a no-win situation. Yeah, you're right. I don't like it. Plus, often with the veggie trays... Don't the carrots look like they have, like, leprosy? Yeah, they're, They've like, got, like, white. a skin condition yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, very, very rare. You get the fresh carrots. At 21, before you veto this, <laughs> it's actually really good. Deviled eggs, but not the boring kind. Okay. Look, if you make homemade deviled eggs, and then you top them with really good bacon, or you top green them onion. with a fried shrimp, oh. or you top them with green onion and some yeah. spices, I think the deviled eggs, if they're homemade... Not that store-bought crap. <laughs> Deviled eggs are actually a really nice Super Bowl side dish at 21. You'd move them up. Okay, what's 20? Cupcakes, because it'll keep the kids happy. Okay, fine. I'm not mad at it. Can't okay. be. Gotta have, plus, gotta have desserts. Plus, cupcake bakeries are a thing now. Yeah, some of the So you can gourmet yeah. that up. And then you want to partake. Yep. Now, 19, I think this is an egregiously underranked item. However, difficult to eat. Nachos. Well, you're going to load them up, right? And here's your problem. They will get funky after 10 minutes of sitting out. When the cheese hardens. There yeah. you go. Plus, yeah. you have to eat this at a party. How do Communal I food is never... Can't linger at the nacho pit. And How you can never I... really plate a good amount either. No. Either then too once much the or too little. Yeah. Up, you end up with all of it or none There's of it. olives on the floor somewhere. Chips are breaking. Yeah. Refried beans turn into stucco. You could recalk your tub with it. <laughs> but then that brings you to 18, and I think it's a better way forward than the nacho for a party. Not a party of one. A party, the queso. Okay. You can keep it in the hot box. You can have a bowl of queso with your chippy dippies. I think as needed. Queso at 18, 19 on the nachos, agree. Yep, no issues. Now 17, we got a little problem. Cause I love it. I adore this, but it does not last. And Jim just brought this up. It's another communal angle. Oh, is it the dips? It's the guac. Oh. That's gonna turn shit brown in roughly 30 minutes. That's like, to me, it's before the game starts, people are showing up and you can snack. But by the time the game starts, that probably yeah. gets put away. So at 16, to dominate the guac, this is a recipe. And shout out to one of my sisters who makes, bar none, the very best spinart dip I've ever tasted. Oh, you, you love spinart dip. Spinach artichoke dip, but it's proper. It's hot, warm, and cozy, oh. garlicky, cheesy, delightful. Not soupy either. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. And then she makes crostini with it. So no, no little chips they're going to break. You get thinly sliced Italian bread toast points. Because there's nothing, I mean, there's stuff grosser, but when you have the little chips and the, like, people have been digging into this thing and it looks like a mess, no. Disgusting. Especially when it's soupy. So you're talking hearty with the crostini and hearty and with the consistency. She uses chunks of real artichokes. Perfect. I mean, I'll tell you what. March Madness, when, when I get back from Vegas, second weekend of the tournament, I'm going to commission her to make some for me and you. Perfect. And we will watch games. Jim, wait till you taste this shit. Okay. It's unbelievable. Christini too, though. Oh, uh, okay. it'll be the full deal. Okay. She owes me. All right, 15. Don't laugh. This is a sleeper candidate. Cheese and fresh Italian bread. Oh, yeah. What kind of cheese? Well, that's the beauty. So you could do like an espresso Bella Vitano. You could do the ricotta salata. You could do provolone. You could do fresh moots. 
You could go oh, into Fontina? the blue cheese oh, area. Yeah. You could go into Manchego, oh, little 12 yeah. month. Mm -hmm. Listen, good cheese with great bread and a couple olives is a perfect, beautiful side dish. Classic for a reason. You don't have to overthink it. It doesn't have to be more elaborate. 14, this is a winner. I don't even care if it's mediocre. Chili bar. Oh, yeah. You and I are big chili guys. <laughs> Gotta have it. I think this could be top 10. Okay, so 14 possible under rank. 13, this one's overranked. These are overrated. They always are. Now, well, yeah. you can order them and save yourself the time and frustration and pain, and I want to apologize to the Manning brothers because I know they're now pimping these. Sliders. Sliders are a pain in the ass. I don't, it depends. Then you can make them and I'll come over. I don't, I don't want to make... You're saying to make them, they're a pain. Yeah. Okay, they're not a pain to eat. You, get, you don't have to commit to one... Like you don't have to do just pulled pork. Or just a patty. Because if you're going sliders, you get a little noted. of everything. Well, at 12 is the pulled pork sandwich. Okay. Now, to me, the problem with this is if you're not smoking it and making your own pulled pork, I don't want it. Speaking of reflecting, remember the, was it the Duke-Clemson game? What did you make? It was like a peach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, infused. You, you, you were, I knew I'll, live, you I'll live with it for the rest of my you life. Really it was liked it. It was so good. Yeah. It was, um, there's a company out there, a guy named Heath Riles. He does a, a peach barbecue. He's got a, a pecan, a cherry. So I mixed the pecan and the peach together. It was amazing. And that's Guys. the dry rub. And I, 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 had, I think I had two or three of them. These are like did. big sandwiches. And I had the homemade coleslaw, and then we had the sweet pickles. So it, the, the, the peach and the pecan go with it. But when I looked over, and you were just smiling like a Bond villain, I'm like... <laughs> All right, we hit the mark on this puppy. So I think generic pulled pork may be outside the top 10, but if you're going to do it right, it's it's probably in the top it's 10. It's in the top 10, yeah. but what I can't do, don't be going to some food services company and getting a tin of pulled pork. Oh, That's boy. disgusting. The refrigerated stuff at the grocery store? Now at 11, if it's done right, it's a top 10 dish. If it's done wrong, I would take this off the ranking in some total. Okay. Buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, that's very hit or miss. Now, if you're going to do it right, you're going to take the rotisserie chicken, you're going to shred it, you're going to make it beautiful, you're going to use green onion. But if it's soupy, wet. Oh, uh, or Jim, even worse. They're taking cans of chicken and they're putting it into a crock pot. I can't. I can't. I can't you know, the crock pot, too many people rely on it. It becomes their only way of cooking. And it's a problem. Yeah. Although I will tell you, let me admit something to you. I get it. People are busy. You're working. You set it aside. But when it becomes your only means to prepare food. I want to, I want to admit something to the Midwest listener. You say you don't own a crock pot. No, no, no. I'm very hard on Midwestern cuisine. Yeah. Namely, it's well, your snooty East Coaster. But the Midwesterners and the non-ethnic people out there, you know, the white, the white America. Why is he looking at me? White people have a rendition of a crock pot meatball that is actual crack. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The grape jelly meatball. I had this at a Super Bowl party, and they're like, Mike, I know you're not going to eat it, but you just got to try one. I go, well, what's in it? <laughs> They're like grape jelly and sweet Thai chili sauce. I go. That sounds not, disgusting. I ain't fucking eat that. They're like, <laughs> just try it, Jim. I don't know why. I don't know how. It was one of the greatest non-Italian things like I've ever that. tasted. It was awesome. It looks like gelatin on top. It, of it. looks like shit. But it's, I've seen it because again, hi, Look, white guy. Here, I've seen it everywhere. Let's just level with this. It looks the same way going in as it comes out. Oh no, you don't have to say. But that. I'm. <laughs> well, I, well I did say it. It's Hope too you weren't late. eating. The point I'm making is... People are, like, salivating over the food here, and then Mike just... Bloop. The grape jelly. Well, also, that's the way it works as well. So, look, that is, that is really solid. Are All we right. into the top ten now? Because we're going to have to be harsh graders. We've liked some things. we got to kick some things out. Ten is something that never should have been created because in order to eat it, it has to be room temperature. But once it's room temperature, it's gross. Obsolete. The seven-layer dip. Nope. Can't do it. It's a lot of work. It's, the chips break because it's cold. Once it gets warm, you're going to get like jaundice, but the chips glide through. It's not worth my time. It's the ultimate communal food. It can be so messy. Nine, underrated, and if you haven't done it, you're missing out. Homemade Chex Mix. Yes. You don't need to do it in the bag. Wife's family does it for Christmas every year. What's the flavor profile? <sighs> I mean, I don't ask. I just eat. Oh, noted. But homemade Chex Mix, excellent. Now, I want to shout this out. This, if it's done right, is absolutely a top 10 list, and I have a spin on it. Hot dog chili bar. Now, so, Detroiters love their conies. Yes. 
My problem with Detroiters and Coney's is as follows. It is not about the dish itself being offensive and or inferior. It is that you don't use high caliber ingredients. So one, if you're going to do this, you need a good natural casing hot dog, a real like Hebrew National, mm -hmm. Sabret, Nathan's, mm -hmm. real kosher dogs. Two, I do have an issue with the chili. How do you want In it to New be? In New York, we do meat sauce. Out here, it's chili. Yeah. So here's what we can do. Cousins. I'm, you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to call my dad. So there's a place in my hometown that I take people when they, when they come to Saratoga and we do a taste of my hometown. They go, mm -hmm. well, what did you eat growing up? All right, we'll do a little taste. They do homemade mini hot dogs. Okay. Mini buns. Okay. And, and they, they call it zip sauce, which out here is a steak topping. Out there, it is no beans. It is a meat sauce, fresh onion, fresh mustard. But it's not like a bolognese, or is it? No, it's like a spicy meat sauce. So it's closer to chili. Yeah, but okay. it's not But it's not chicken gelatinous. Here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. This My, sounds good. Because you do it on like Italian sausage this, and really Italian this up instead when of... When State used to go on runs okay. back when I had a basketball program, my dad would call his guy and they would on dry He's got ice, a guy. They would ship me the ability to make the hot dogs of my youth yeah. and do it for my March Madness party. Here's what we'll do. I'll get my sister to make the spin art. I'll call my dad and have him call Scotty. I will get the hot dog. I'll get it shipped out. And I'm going to show you what my version of a Coney is. I'm open. Because I'm telling you, if you serve what I'm serving you, it's a top 10 sure. power move because they're handheld. Yeah. Not communal. Yep. And you just, it's just a flavor bomb. So this is like a, it's in the same category as sliders, but this is going to be better. Yes. Yeah. 100%. All right. Seven. Bowl of random chips. No. I say no, but let me offer you the way chips should be presented. I'm a huge kettle chip guy. Love kettle chips. I need thick chips, prefer ridges. And I like a, like a cracked pepper on it, too. That's right. Yep. And... You can make it homemade, or this is a store-bought specialty. Yeah. Ice-cold French French onion dip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you give me a little French onion dip and some salt and pepper kettles, that's living. I don't mind that in the top ten. Okay. Number six. It's just when you said it initially, it didn't sound I very know. imaginative. But Number six is the dish I highlighted, a cocktail meatball. Okay. You do this Midwestern Michigan mama can't cook grape jelly meatball in a crock pot, it is crack. Crack, or as Stephen A says, crack. The extra syllable. Six, the meatballs. Five, I will fight you to the death if you tell me no on this. Because my mother makes a homemade version of this, and it's unreal. Pigs in a blanket. I'm not going to fight you. This might be like the iconic mm. Super Bowl food. And when it's done homemade, as I said, with the real hot dogs and a real dough, and now, you, now... Everything bagel seasoning? You, you, have you done that bit? We have, I, I would, the best way to describe it would be a vat of the everything bagel seasoning. I love that stuff. So when you make your pigs in a blanket, as the dough gets soft, you top them with the everything bagel and bake them off? Unbelievable. When we bought it, I was like, is this a lifetime supply? Like, I don't think we'll go through it in decades. It's, it's beautiful. Um, it's unbelievable. Yes. Pigs in a blanket are amazing for the Super Bowl. Also, it was a mainstay. At the 1990 Super Bowl, I got kicked out of. Uh, Nostalgia. Jalapeno poppers at number four. Yeah. I might switch the, the, the order here. Yeah, I can't be mad. I would just tell you that's a one and done for me. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not like it's gonna upset my stuff. Rifling them down, yeah. Number three, you can't say no to this. Pizza. Could be higher. I think it's underseated, but pizza. I has think to I be have had pizza at every Super Bowl in my entire at least adult lifetime. We're having pizza this week. Now, pizza is sponsoring this segment. What you can do to swap <laughs> the pizza out is you could do stromboli. Okay. Which is Italian garbage bread, which is a pizza Let's in, in a rolled-up yeah, yeah. rolled format. Yeah. Number two, I think these are a pain in the ass. I personally would not serve these because it's the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Potato skins. What do you mean the juice isn't worth the squeeze? They're a pain in the ass to make. They are a pain in the ass to make. 
And I just don't want to do it. But they are high ceiling. If you could find me a good frozen variety to throw in the air fryer, and then I can top them, you got yourself a deal. Could they? But you don't, but you don't want to be like scooping out the potato. No, sell and, me the shells. Do they sell the pre-made tater skin if shells? If they don't, it's a great idea. Even if you only do it during football. that's our business idea. Yeah, perfect. Prestige worldwide. We're out of here. <laughs> potato skin shells. Pre-made. Pre-made. Number one is chicken wings. Yeah, you can't. I, they, it's hard. I might argue. put pizza one, but pizza chicken wings one A one B. To me, this is a comprehensive top 25. I don't think we had huge controversy. No. I think we're like-minded Super Bowl patrons. That's right. You want to talk the game? Absolutely. Okay, let's go to the board. It's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We've got the game, and then we've got props, and then we've got a parlay straight to the moon. We'll hit Super Bowl MVP. We'll do it all. The board is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Niners laying two and a half against the Chiefs. The total's 47 and a half. You're going to be mad at me because right off the rip, I'm telling you, I don't have a big opinion on the game. It's okay. I, I really like the over. I just question, how does either team stop each other? I mean, the Chiefs, you know what you're going to get. They're going to pound the rock. Mahomes will not turn the ball over. Mahomes will not take sacks. And the new Mahomes, not the 9.2 yards per pass guy of his first few years, this is a guy now who has serial killer patience. Yep. He will take what you give. The Niners run a static defense. They don't switch coverages. They don't play games. They don't blitz. So you're going to show Patrick Mahomes what you're going to do to him, and you think he won't figure it out? Eventually. Then you flip it, and you go, all right, Niners, monolith. Spags wants to blitz and play zero cover. Well, that's a problem. Purdy's the best quarterback in the league against zero cover. Oh, and the Chiefs don't do great stopping a run. Oops, Oops, Christian McCaffrey. Jim, I do see a high-scoring game here. I, I love over 47 and a half. <sighs> okay, before my, my I let you go first. I'm going to be very predictable. I'm sorry. But I, I want to know if you'd be open to a teaser. We tease the Chiefs up to eight and a half, and we tease the total. Because <laughs> you could tease it down, right? Because yeah. now what that's... 41 and a half? Chiefs getting eight and a half, and we go over 41 and a half. How does that miss? <laughs> Is that free money or free money? Listen, here's the deal. I think you're on to something there, pal. I Look, I lean Niners just because Earth is on the Chiefs, but I don't love doing it because it's Mahomes as a dog. But man alive, it is a team versus Michael Jordan. I disagree with that. The Chiefs have the better defense in this game statistically. All right, so if I take the top 10 players that line up in Super Bowl 58, I would argue You get you, the Chiefs get what, three players? Eh, Niners have seven. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It is a battle of more than 10 people. But you're getting Michael Jordan. You're well, getting Pat Mahomes. And again, I, like, you know where I'm at on this. I don't even have to tell you. Nope, I know. But it, just to break it down, I think they got the better defense. They've got the better quarterback. You talk clutch factor in a big game, the spread's two and a half. Mm -hmm. Do you trust Shanahan? Or do you trust Mahomes? I will trust Kansas City. Factor in the kicking game. Butker better than Moody. Factor in the AFC, a gauntlet that Kansas City has made its way through. The NFC, we had more questions about. And then we'll talk football inside the matchup. Niner O-line, here's the dirty little secret. While they're a great running team, they're not very good up front. Center, right guard, right tackle, struggle and pass pro. Uh-oh, that's Chris Jones, George Karloftis. So the Chiefs defense, they're great at eliminating the yak yardage. They're the best team in football at eliminating the yards after the catch. They're great at stopping motion in the red zone, which is what San Francisco likes to do to create a little mismatch. So if you can kick field goals, if you don't score on this defense, Purdy with a slow start, Kansas City jumps out to a lead and puts them in a bad spot. Can I ask you one critical question? Yeah. Because everything you said is true. Then why is San Francisco favored? I don't know. Mm. But let's get to the public thing, because I saw a great stat. Go ahead. The public side, which Kansas City is, they're 10 and 10 straight up and against the spread since 04. For the first time since 05 07, the public has lost three straight Super Bowls. I don't know that the public's going to lose every Super Bowl. I agree. This feels like a time where you can just back Mahomes like you backed Brady in the majority of his Super Bowls. I, I Look, I also, if we're talking from a Kansas City perspective, look, you get to choose your own adventure. And what I mean by that is, because Steve Wilkes in San Francisco 
They line up Ward on one side. They line up Shinoris, Lenoris, Baboris, or whatever his name is on yeah. the other. And guess what else? You know where Ambry Thomas is going to be. Pick on him. So you get to pick who I'm lining up on who. Now, do I think the Niners linebackers are up to the task of Kelsey? Yes. Yeah, Fred Warner over the middle is going to force Mahomes to get a little more creative. But if Mahomes gets a pre-snap picture of exactly what's happening, he's patient, he has no turnover-worthy throws in the playoffs, and they're going to pound the rock, you have every right to believe, all right, we've got a case. Now let's flip it. Let's go to the Niners. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do we get this done exactly? Well, first things first. I think one of the biggest mismatches out there is going to be Leo Chanel having to cover anyone. <laughs> Kittle over the middle. Right. So I think right off the top, my security blanket is there. Two, Debo, healthy. Yeah. No one needed the two-week break more than Debo. Fair. And if anyone did, it'd be CMC. Fair. But the Niners now are put together, they're healthy, and look at the plan of attack. Spagnolo wants to blitz. It is yeah, the I calling know. card. I know. And it's not ideal. You can't do it against Especially Curry. a team that wants to generate that second level and yards after the catch. But the Chiefs have done a good job pressuring while not giving up big yeah. time yards after the catch. And Spagnolo, he's been in this spot before. He's coached in the Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator with multiple teams, the including Giants. your Giants. Yeah. And Mike, those teams weren't heavy blitz. I think you have to give him the ability to throw a different defense at San Francisco, because I think he did keep both Buffalo and Baltimore out of their comfort zone. It, that's got He can't blitz as aggressively as they have all year. No. I don't think so. No. But that's why I tell you, if San Francisco's right side of the line isn't very good, and you got Chris Jones and Karloftis, maybe you don't need the blitz as often, and you can keep some of those younger DBs in coverage yeah. and limit the damage. Now, I think one of the interesting things, too, just to go to your Chiefs point, and again, I'm building all of these things with the Chiefs, and I'm going, then why is San Francisco favored? And oh, by the way, why is the number getting bigger? Niners have been favored every game this season. Yeah, and you know what? Not only, this thing when it came out was at two, and it immediately went down to one and a half real quick. It bumped out to two. And as we sit here right now, it's half. bumped out to two and a half. And it's now, not moving. It will never hit three. Correct. But if the majority of people are betting on the Chiefs, why is that number getting bigger? You have to ask. I know. But let me give you one more Chiefs point, because I, I think you, you deserve some flowers that you've stuck with them. You're confident in them. 47% of their snaps, they're running 13 or 12 personnel, meaning three tight ends or two tight ends and one back. A little beef. Nobody does it more. What's the Niners' biggest problem, Ben? The edges. Yep. Chase Great Young, point. Nick Bosa, and wide receivers cracking down on him. Now, what happens if I bring the beef? See, this is a concern to me because whatever they're doing schematically, Bosa and Young, two playoff games, have both looked totally stunned yeah. that people are blocking down on him and taking the edge. So I think there's something here that Reed has morphed this offense into what it needs to be with big bodies controlling the line of scrimmage. They're going on longer drives. 12-play drive, could be six, seven-minute drive. Mm -hmm. And they'll take, some of this is Mahomes taking what the defense gives them, but it's also what they're leaning into. They'll they'll run Pacheco. They'll get him on the outside. He runs angry. Mm -hmm. if, if they're able to get the edge the way the Lions did, the way the Packers did, they're as balanced as they've ever been, Kansas City. This doesn't have to be Mahomes drops back 40 times. No, and even if he does, he's Mahomes. You don't sack him. Right. His escapability, his, his willingness to be patient. Uh, I also, too, you can put this in the prop area. He hasn't run for a touchdown. He's got dreamy odds to, for an anytime TD. I believe he ran for a touchdown in the first Super Bowl he played in against the Niners. I might be wrong there, but I like where your head's at. I just, from value. We'll, we'll pop it in the props. Here, you mentioned Jim's read. about to read some amazing stats to you. I'm going <laughs> to shut up. Ask yourself as Jim's speaking, why the fuck is San Francisco favored if... Dot, 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 go. Andy Reid, 13 days rest or more outside of week one. He's 31 and seven, including 26 and three with Mahomes and McNabb as his quarterbacks. So in other words, when he doesn't have a stiff, when he's got Mahomes or McNabb, the guy is elite with prep time. This is the first coaching rematch, or this is the fourth coaching rematch in the history of the Super Bowl. The three previous guys who won the first game 
all won the second game. Why the Niners favorite? There's a coaching edge here with Reed. But wait, there's more. Mahomes. We doing this thing as an underdog again? 10-1-1 one one against the number. 9-3 straight up. Mahomes, you do not bet against as an underdog. His only loss... I'm sorry, let me get this right. He's trailed in halftime in four playoff games. His only loss was the 2021 Super Bowl against Tom Brady. He's never out of it. He came back last year and in his first Super Bowl. Even if the Niners run the ball and jump out and they have it right where they want it, that's Patrick Mahomes. Ask yourself, why are the Niners favored again? Uh, I found this stat. Mahomes 15-7 and seven against the spread when they're not the public side. When they are the public side, he's still the winning side. It's just not nearly as juicy, 45-42-3. and three. The moral of the story is you bet Patrick Mahomes is an underdog. You bet Patrick Mahomes, period. You bet Andy Reid with rest, period. And this is not, I know you said this is like one man against the team. Kansas City plays defense. I told you I was going to shut my mouth. Okay. Because it is, it, the, the stats are, I told you. Shame on me that I don't want to pick the winner of the Super Bowl. But I, the, the over is my play. But if you're forcing me and you're like, Michael, I demand you take at least a half unit so you can root for a team. I am going to take San Francisco just so we have something to talk about together. Perfect. I mean, Jim, I, I mean, it's I'm just... I'm not mad at you. Because here's the thing. Because you're Why right. are the Chiefs not favored? I know, I know. Why are the Chiefs not favored? Why are the Chiefs not favored? What do you think? They're giving out gifts? They don't give you a gift? They're only going to comp you a room if you lost your ass at the tables. They don't give you a room because they like your mustache. Okay, Fine. Let's go through some props and Let's a Super Bowl MVP. And, and guess what? I have props that you don't have on here. Perfect. I have got a delight for you. Do you want to do Super Bowl MVP first or props? The only MVP play that I think would be worth doing is Pacheco McCaffrey. Can I get a Super Bowl MVP that is not a quarterback? I believe both ground games are going to run. I have a prop bet on that, by the way. I think CMC and Pacheco both at like plus 500. I think it's interesting. So a running back hasn't won the Super Bowl MVP since... Terrell Davis, 1998. Holy hell. Yeah. Mahomes is the betting favorite to win the MVP, even though his team isn't favored in the game. He's Telling plus you. 150. He won it when he threw two picks. He's as big a lock as there is if Kansas City wins. Yep. People start getting cute, and I've seen Kelsey's odds. They're not as no favorable way. as they were a week no ago. I think you know any- who I would like if you want a bomb pop is Rice. Rashi Rice gets as many targets as Kelsey. Yeah. If Warner owns the middle, does Rice become a guy who gets 10 catches? In order to win the MVP as a wide receiver, to me... We've he, had two since 2019 winning at receiver. Yeah, like, but you need multiple touchdowns. Yeah, so, that's what Cup had. And I, I don't know if Edelman did, but he's the so, other one So the recently. question would be, Rashi Rice is Super Bowl MVP or Rashi Rice two-plus touchdowns? What gives you the better odds? Well, if you bet the touchdowns, you take the voting out of it and the nonsense and the... the Okay. I'm saying if you believe he's going to have that kind of game, might be worth it. How about this way of betting it? The quarterbacks don't give you much value. You could bet Purdy. You could bet Mahomes. You can bet Super Bowl MVP to not be a quarterback. Or, or hear me out. Because that gives you the running backs. It gives you all the playmakers at San Francisco. Or you it give, and it's juice. Or you don't bet Super Bowl MVP. Okay. Let me give you a prop that okay. I think is interesting, and it centers around the running backs. Combined rushing yards between the two teams. Not the running backs, the two teams. Total rushing yards. The total rushing yards. What's it set at? Set at 233.5. And you go over. Over. My brain said I, because you kind of want to judge what you think it's going to be versus what it is. I thought it'd be about 260. So being 230, I think you could. Yeah. You I think over. The, yeah. Conversely, total passing yards. You want to go 501 under. 501 and a half. Under. You go under. Okay. In that same vein, I like Mahomes under passing yards. There it is. 262 and a half. Keep All in right. mind, air yards have been trending down. He's been under that number in the last five. So, Longer possessions with a lead. May I offer you something interesting then? What? Head to head like a golf tournament. Oh, yeah. You can bet those. Mahomes is laying 15 and a half passing yards to Purdy. Well, I think... I think the, the Niners are trailing. He should throw for more yards. And you're getting 15 and a half as a cushion. Interesting. I told you I was coming prepared. Interesting. Ah! Okay. What about, okay, while we're on the vein of passing, this didn't add up to me. Okay. Mahomes, uh, this is look a little deeper. 
Mahomes is uh, 25 and a half completions, 36 and a half pass attempts. Okay, but let's focus. 25 and a half completions. Well, who's catching these 25 or 26 balls? Kelsey is set at six and a half. Rice is set at six and a half. Split the difference. That's 13 of the 25 or 26. Who's getting the other 13, Mike? All the other Chiefs targets are one and a half. MVS, Watson, Gray are all at one and a half. Tell me I shouldn't pop one or two of those to catch two balls. If he's going to throw 25 passes, who's catching the ball besides Rice and Kelsey? Do we give Pacheco a look? He's at two and a half. But if you look at the targets for the Chiefs this year, MVS, Watson, and Gray are the next three after the big two. And they're all one and a half. I'm not telling you they're all going to hit, but doesn't it feel like you kind of have to pick one of them? Watson, Gray, or MVS to catch two balls? I don't How is Mahomes going to complete 25 passes? They're not all going to Kelsey or Rice. It makes you wonder. Makes you wonder if this is a Travis Kelsey Illuminati conspiracy where he's <laughs> just going to have like 10 grabs. 12 catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, think about it. Niners are going to play a ton of zone. He does. He could squat like a, little, a garbage yeah. can and just catch it. I mean, dude, you have the right mindset, but man, oh, man. I, I, would, I would look at Pacheco as the outlet. What about just Pacheco rushing? He's at over, 67 and a half. Over yards, I like over that. carries, I like anytime yeah. TD. All the Pacheco shares you want. Treat it like uh, dips of queso. Okay. All of it. I saw an interesting one because you can bet everything. You can bet who scores the first touchdown. People know that. But you can bet who scores the first Chiefs touchdown. Travis Kelsey plus 320 to be the first Chiefs touchdown. He scored the first touchdown in five of their last six playoff games. It's plus 320. Okay. Interesting? Interesting. I'm not saying you got to bet it, but, but I'm giving people a, something. I had another touchdown prop I wanted to run by you. Yeah. And I want to make sure I, I, I give it to you the correct way. Hold, please. Hold, please. I mean, Fandle's got so many. No, no, no. You gotta... I, believe me, I know. And it was giving me a headache. Here we go. <laughs> all right. You got to do the more NFL to get all the good stuff. Oh, I got something for you. All right, here we go. Shortest touchdown. I saw this. One and a half yards. Under, under. one and a half yeah. is minus 150. There has been a one-yard touchdown mm. in four straight Super Bowl. And the explanation is six of the past eight and no eight kidding. of the last eleven. So why don't we bet that? I didn't realize you had the numbers behind it. I saw that it was juiced to the under, and I felt like pass interference in the end zone moves you to the one. Both teams are gonna want to run the ball in the red zone. Would you dare bet that? It's betting that there's a one yard touchdown in the game. Yeah. Here was the other interesting one, right? Your first touchdown thing. Yeah. San Francisco's plus two hundred to score a TD on the opening drive. Yeah. They did that 10 times this season. Three more than the second leading team. Interesting. But you know what they haven't done in the playoffs? Start strong. Score on their first yep. drive. But if you wanted it. It's two to one. Plus 200. Okay, how about while we're on? That takes away your who's catching it, who's running it Yeah, thing. none of the nonsense. Okay, how about this? First touchdown, jersey number. Oh, God. Over 19 and a half. Oh, so, God. So walk with me. Over is, it's basically minus 110 either side. But the over is the side I like because over 19 and a half gives you CMC, Mitchell, if they run it with the other running back. Yep. Use check, right? Yep. You also get Kittle. You get Kelsey, you get Watson, you get Gray, who you don't get. Rice, Debo, Ayuk, or MVS. But I like CMC and Kelsey on the over side. Okay. Over 19 and a half jersey number for the first touchdown. Do you want the number one prop right now? Uh, and this was, I. I can't say the name, but you're going to know who I talked to. He is a casino owner. He uh, is a yeah, client of yeah, mine, and yeah. he is a guest good, good on dude. our show. Yeah. Do you know what their most popular bet is right now? Kyle Juszczyk over three and a half rushing yards. Okay. Who knows what? How is that the number one prop they're taking at his shop? What is Juszczyk to score a touchdown? A little, little fun but around the But three and a half? I know. That means usage. That's not one. Well, it uh, might be one play. One full back belly. Yeah. I just, guys, I'm throwing everything at you okay. for your Super Bowl. Can I throw you? I like the rushing stat. Niners team rushing yards. 128 and a half. So I get CMC. I get all the Debo stuff. I get Purdy yeah. extending plays. And sure, throw in four yards for use, Chuck. I like I like that. I like the 233 between the two teams. I like Pacheco, 67 and a half. I like Pacheco on the carries. Yeah. 
I told you, I think both teams are going to pound the rock, but I think you're going to get explosives out of it. I think there will be some hitters. Yeah. You saw the Lions bully this Niners team, and the Chiefs, the stats are the stats. You can run on them. I have two bomb pops for you. Let me hear it. The first one. Remember last year when Purdy got hurt in the NFC title game? Who was the emergency quarterback? Last year? Last year. Wasn't it Josh Johnson? No, I'm saying like when all the quarterbacks oh, died. CMC. To throw a pass plus 1,100. Just to throw? To throw. It doesn't have to be a touchdown. To throw a pass plus 1,100. You can bet all these guys. The only one with better odds, I think, is... Uh, I'll ask you a question. Up. Yeah. What is, what is McCaffrey's... Background? No. Oh, no, I don't know no, if he played no, like no. quarterback and Pop Warner no, or something. No, I'm thinking from a touchdown standpoint, is there any value in McCaffrey to score three touchdowns? I mean, he is the touchdown machine. And if I believe he's an outside candidate for the MVP. Well, yeah. TD score props. Hold on. Three plus touchdowns. Plus 1,100 for McCaffrey to score three TDs. Could I see a scenario where he catches one and rushes for two? Sure. Yeah, I could. He's that caliber of player. He's amazing. Go ahead. Okay, then the last one. Yeah. Do you remember against the Lions or even the, uh, the, the Ravens this year, Purdy's height became a storyline. Got balls batted down. Right. So what happens with a tip ball? Sometimes you get intercepted. Yes. D lineman to record an interception. Karloftis plus 10,000. Chris Jones plus 7,000 to record an interception. Tip ball right in my lap. Let me ask you a question. Plus 10,000 for Karloftis. Wouldn't you just bet all four linemen quarter unit? Props? I don't know if you can. Oh. I think those are the only two that were listed. I, I, I Look, if you're getting loose for the Super Bowl, you want to throw a quarter of a unit on there? Why not? Quarter of a unit plus 2,500. What the yeah. hell's the problem? Yeah, that's my thing. You're not putting a full unit on it. But I don't bomb mind it. Pop, batted I don't ball, D-line, interception. And here's the other thing. If you think it's going to be a running game, and Mahomes hard to sack, Purdy will get rid of the ball. He can scramble it as well. Guess what? Total sacks in the Super Bowl listed at four and a half on the over-under. Under four and a half. Okay. But my main thing is I, I want to bet the over. Okay. I want to be uh, rooting for points. Can we build a parlay? This is, I want you to build something that's at least plus 50,000. So go ahead. All right. Well, let me I want to give people a retirement package. Something egregious. No, I mean, an SGP that's got a shot of hitting. So let's start with some basics. I want, you want the points with the Chiefs or do you want money line with the Chiefs? No, I mean, listen, dude, you got to build this the way you want to. Okay, we'll I think points. Here's what I would say. What? I would use, I would run two of these. I'd run one with the Niners and one with the Chiefs. Okay, and you can, okay. That way, the winner of the game is in the bag. Because you're, you're shooting for the stars. You don't need to bet much on this. Right. Okay. So I guarantee I get my winner. You know I want the over. <laughs> you wanted to tinker with the over. You want to buy it down to 44 and a half or something. You could, but I, I want over. I think there's going to be a lot of points. Okay. Let's play with that theory. Okay. Let's get some, some players involved here, though. McCaffrey to score a touchdown. I'm right. Mean, yeah. Got to do that. Kelsey to score a touchdown? Anytime. Even money. All right. Yep. Drop that in. She's there. flying from Tokyo. He's 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 got to score. Yeah. What asshole's not going to score a touchdown for? Her, right. Come on. Uh, okay. What about rushing yards? I know you like over two thirty three and a half between the two teams, or over sixty seven and a half for Pacheco, or both. Over carries, over everything rushing in this game for me. Okay. I'm going to put in Pacheco. Okay. Sorry, doing this on the fly. You're don't. What are you sorry about? Where do we have to be? I know we can edit this. Although I do think Evan has texted me. Our lunches arrived. Oh, so this is exciting. All right. Well, then I'll, I'll try to do this in a time. You're fine. Can I, some of this is I want to know what you can throw in. They're not going to let you put the carries with it. Right. I know that. Can I find? Because I like San Francisco's team total rushing. So okay. I want to try to put that in there too. Yep. I like it because it gives you Purdy's legs in case he gets out Just the back door case. for a few. Just in case. Yeah. Debo rushing, all of it. Yeah, you get to factor it all in. So let me build this. You want me to go through this? This one. Go I've through got. this one time for the people. All right. A lot of this, you're not allowed to add things. Yeah, you like wanted some of the stuff we like, you can't put in. So this is a very Kansas City heavy one. Hello, I'm the guy who thinks they're winning the That's game. That's right. Kansas City with the points. We'll go over. We got Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown. We got Travis Kelsey scoring a touchdown. We got Pacheco over 67. We got Mahomes under 262. 
Rashi Rice. A Rice has never been held to less than 70 yards in the Super Bowl. Noted. We're going over 67 and a half on Rashi Rice. And we will make Valdez Scantling the one guy that pops off besides the, the big two over a catch and a half. The total on the eight legs pays plus 15,000. Can't lose. Can't lose. So there you go. Straight to the moon. Anything else you want to do? No, I mean, listen, we've given a shitload of props. We've given you the angles on the game. We nerded out with football. We talked about food. We went down memory lane. I mean, it, it's a it's a comprehensive Super Bowl bomb for people. All right, then. I'm good if you're good. Perfect. You enjoy a little time next week? I'm looking forward to it. Believe me, buddy. I am. And then I will be back with a vengeance for college hoops and our preparation for March Madness Conference Championship Week. You with the pucks is becoming a story. Yes. So we're going to get with that. Lots to do. That's Cash the Ticket. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Leave a few reviews if you wouldn't mind. We'll talk to you guys soon.